Yeah, I need to read the new Hunger Games book. It's a prequel because there's a movie the coming out. The one with out. President Snow? Yes, and that it looks that's insane. That's not that new. No, I know. <laughs> okay, I read it a while ago. It was really good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Snakes and songbirds or whatever? Yes. Okay, I'm glad you like it. No, there's a movie coming out this fall. Oh, shoot. So that's why I need to read it, and it looks insanely good. Yeah, the book was really good. And they have, like, a lot of the original cast, like... Well, I know it's a prequel. No, like Not the same characters. No, like um, like the guy who's in Game of Thrones. Also, I forget his name. Well, I don't know Game of Thrones. Wait, no, he wasn't even in the old. Anyway, <laughs> also the guy who does the interviews, Caesar Flickerman. Caesar Flickerman, that actor. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I can't remember his name. I think it starts with a T. He's incredible, but like he's in it, and it's like his first year being like the interviewer guy. And it's okay, like, yeah, I, don't know. I could see that. So I guess maybe just him. Is the only one, but still. Still. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Welcome back to Running Late. I'm Brie. I'm Em. We are talking about books today. Woo. What are, what's everyone reading? I love books so much. <laughs> Emily's looking at me like, stop. That was so weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, we love books. We have just been talking about what books we've been reading and want to read. And that's basically all we talk about. Mm-hmm. But we're also going to talk about them in our classroom and why they're important, why classroom libraries are important. I mentioned last time that I just went to Value Village and got a bunch of books for my classroom because I'm moving up in grade level. So I just want to get like a few more chapter books and just kind of like fill in the gaps with series and stuff that I have or don't have. And Emily just got a bunch of books as well. Yeah. So I was in San Diego. There was like this children's museum, which inside of it there was this little bookstore and it was the most amazing little bookstore i have ever oh, in a museum seen. yes so cool. it was so cool and they had so many amazing books and i went a little bit crazy like i <laughs> it's hard not to i got so many books like some of them i got for my own kids some of them i'm like i, I was need just about to say class. do you have a hard time deciding if like Am I going to buy this for, like, Maisie and Henry, or am I going to buy this for my classroom? Or, like, do I get two copies, or I do I share? I definitely sometimes get two copies. Yeah. Um, like, with the classics. Sometimes, and what I'm kind of doing with them right now is I'll let Maisie and Henry play with them over the... Play with them? Read them mm-hmm. over the summer, and then take them to school in the fall. Oh, um, that's a good idea. Yeah. Just, like, so many really inclusive, emotionally relevant books yeah books you can use like to help with like sel things and yeah stuff and they're and, like, just so relevant and i don't know i was just like looking at all of them and i mean i feel like especially now with the pandemic and everything kids are not where they have been in the past like um like right emotionally, emotionally and socially and, yes and, yeah, yeah yeah and so these books i'm just like wow this is gonna be totally they incredible they missed out on some experiences because of covid with interacting with each other and solving problems dealing with overwhelm or feeling left out or whatever it may be like they just a lot of them have a hard time like processing naming dealing with their emotions and it's really nice to have books to like help with that yes I actually got one that reminds me like dealing with their emotions it's oh my called God. my mind is a mountain <gasps> let me see um it is the cutest book and the illustrations are so pretty yeah i know we'll post these like we'll post pictures of them on our insta written by cindy montenegro oh my god this is so pretty so and i 
love this library or this library, this um, bookstore because it had people of all different like skin colors and oh this like, is in spanish too yes that's so there's cool. one like and they had some books that were exclusively in spanish and some books that were like in english and in spanish that is sony i've had um a student in the past who speaks well i mean many students who spoke in spanish but like one who uh did a read aloud with me and like i read it in english and then like she read it in spanish that's so and she fun. like would teach us like words it was really cute yeah. So this book is, uh, my mind is a mountain is all yeah. about like different emotions and stuff. Now that you're saying it's in Spanish, that is specifically why I got this book because <laughs> like, like each oh, yeah, page, there's a page in English and then the next page is the same thing in Spanish. So I thought that was so amazing. That is so cool. And like how cool if you could use that and help or like have a student who maybe doesn't speak English very well yet. Like if they happen to feel comfortable reading even like part of that like in Spanish like to the class like I think that would help them connect with students because students would think that is the coolest thing in the world right like oh my wow like they just get so impressed by that I know (laughs) it was very exciting another book I got is called all the ways to be smart cute and this one I love like it's um just saying like smart is not just ticks and crosses smart is building boats from boxes and so it's like saying like smart is kindness when there's crying oh Um, so it's like being smart is not just like getting an A on your spelling test it's like who you are and how you handle things like especially around SBA time oh yeah this would be like state testing and stuff kids can get really overwhelmed and feel down on themselves and it's important to be like this is not this doesn't define you yeah you're smart in so many ways that's always what I tell them around testing and then books I got Harry Potter Sisters Grimm some other like um chapter books some like record books stuff like that I feel like the older kids get they like nonfiction books too I try to have like a good amount of nonfiction books especially like ones about things they're into like I have a lot of books about sports planes mm-hmm. um cars uh dinosaurs you know animals stuff like that and it can help students who maybe really don't want to read or can't find things they are interested in reading like finding what they like just in life and like finding a non-fiction book about it too I know I find I always have the hardest time like finding non-fiction books to fill my library with mm. but like those are the books that kids gravitate towards the most on it honestly I noticed that more this year than any year like Mm -hmm. nonfiction books they also were obsessed with like cooking books they are and joke books for sure joke books were like joke books are a little much my (laughs) students probably have memorized every single joke in every joke book in our school's library we've probably read them all aloud it was (laughs) it was a lot (laughs) something we want to talk about today is just why are books important Wait, first let's talk about what we're running late for. Okay. Okay, what have you been late for in life? <laughs> what have I not been late like, for right. in life? Have Which I been on time for choose? anything? I don't know. <laughs> I think getting gas has been the biggest cause of me being late places lately. Like, mm. I just keep thinking that I have enough gas to get somewhere. Oh, yeah. And then I definitely don't. Then you have to stop. And then I have to stop. And... See, the reason this is a recurring thing is because I'm late and I stop, I'll only put like a gallon or two in. And then it keeps happening. And then it just keeps happening in it. I understand because like I've been there many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally get it. It's not great. I have just been late for like things I wanted to do this summer, like working out, um, 
and like doing yoga more. I've done them each like two times. But two is better than zero. That's very true. And I also have one fake nail on right now because I can't get it off. Oh. And that is just like really irking me. That's the worst. Today we're going to talk about why books are important. Emily, why do you think books are important? so broad that is such a hard question i know it's so hard to tackle (laughs) i think honestly what it comes down to it is it's just like there's something really special about seeing yourself Mm. in a book especially Mm. for kids 100 percent. like feeling represented and feel had that feeling of like i'm not alone other people have felt this way or are feeling this way right now yes just feeling kind of seen yeah oh i love that absolutely i love that my first thought was just to escape, just escape like real life and where you are and who you are and everything going on. Like, I think that's really why I love fantasy books. I have had like on and off experiences with reading. Growing up, I remember when I was in elementary school, told me that I was like one of the top readers and it was like really made me like feel a certain type of way and then I feel like I started reading less because everyone's like oh you're one of the like top readers me 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 and then I was like well I don't want to be just like known as this this was in like fourth grade already isn't that crazy yeah so then I just like stopped reading really that much and then later on I would say middle school I found uh like the sisters Graham Percy Jackson Hunger Games like those series and I just fell in love with it and I feel like fantasy I just like get taken to a different place and I am like such an anxious person and I think that is like very fun for me to read because everything that's happening is just like so far removed from reality. See, and this is kind of making me think too, I think reading can really help build creativity in your imagination because like you have to be, totally, especially if you're reading a chapter book, Totally, there's no pictures, you have to come up with those pictures. You have to imagine things, 100%, I think that's, yeah, why it's so important for kids, help them think about things also in like different ways that maybe they wouldn't have thought about them as well Mm -hmm. and provokes conversation, provokes learning. Like I've had so many incredible lessons around social emotional learning, including books where I'm sitting there reading a book to students and without even me have to say anything, they all can explain the message of the story, the theme of the story, why the author wrote the book and what we all should learn from it. And they'll continue to reference it like throughout the whole school year. Yeah. Like, oh, remember we learned in, you know, Molly Lou Mellon to treat everyone with kindness or, you know, we learned from what's that but drafts can't dance the power of yet and to not judge someone by how they look and things like that and it's they will literally reference it all year books are so powerful they and yeah and they're easy to remember too like it's a lot more meaningful and I also kind of want to back up for a second and say yes reading is important for all those like academic reasons too right it helps build vocabulary it Mm -hmm. helps them see different sentence structures and like totally build stamina yeah it gives them good examples of what good writing looks like all of Mm -hmm. that is so true understand sequence i think it goes a lot deeper than that yeah okay like what we were just saying oh (laughs) i thought you had like a really profound thought coming i was getting so excited (laughs) nope that was it just that so yep and mic drop (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's just important to show reading is very good for you, but also can be so fun. And I really believe like there are books out there for everyone. You just maybe have to work a little bit to like find find them. 
Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember my mom would read to us every single night. Oh. And like so just until we fell asleep kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it was I don't know. I think that's kind of where my love for reading began, probably. Mm-hmm. I remember reading to my little brother. I feel like I've talked about this before. Yeah. Like, reading to him every night, and it was such a cool bonding experience, like, for us, and helped introduce him to books, and yeah, so reading can really, like, bring people together. I'm in a book club, and it's so fun that we get to read a book and come and talk together about it. That's, like, my dream. Mm-hmm. I love when you and I are reading the same book, or we have, and then we can just talk about it, like, for hours. Like, yes. it's so fun. You just feel close to people. Like, I've connected to people, like, um, that I knew in college that I haven't talked to in a while because I see that they're posting the books they're reading. It's, like, books that I'm reading, too. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, girl, like, tell me about it. Like, what are your thoughts? And it's so fun. It brings people together, just like movies and TV or hobbies, you know? For sure. I remember where I was going with my thought before. Oh, my God. About okay. my mom reading us books. I think, like, as teachers, too, it's important that we read books to kids because yeah. it helps, like, if nothing else, it helps them learn how to just listen. Sometimes they just need to sit mm-hmm. and listen. Yeah. And you'd be amazed. The power of a read aloud times when my kids are going crazy and I just pull a book out, go sit in my rocking chair, and they're like, oh my god, oh, oh my god, oh my god, she's gonna read, but oh my god, read aloud, read aloud. Yeah, they they're, love it. They love it, and it is, they just sit down, and it's like magic, and they are so transfixed on what you're saying, and with the moral of the story and everything, it's so cool, and I hope to, the moving upgrades I can still find, but I know I will, like, yeah, find books, sure. it'll just look a little bit different. I don't think if I'm teaching 11 year olds they're gonna want to come sit on the carpet while I'm in a rocking chair reading a picture book so much but there's so many good but chapter there's books so too. many good chapter books so excited for that too because there were books that I started reading to my third graders that were a little bit out of their realm like they were like I don't know Miss Reyes is a little like I they were just losing them and I had to kind of bring it down so I'm excited to read a little bit more challenging books too and enjoy that experience I know one of my favorite books that I think, honestly, it would work for any grade level, but is Save Me a Seat. I don't remember who the author is, but I remember oh. I told you about it at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And it's just about these two different boys who, like, one of them comes from India and the other one has been at the school for the whole time, but, you know, he's just kind of, he doesn't really have any friends. And they just, like, they become friends and they bond. And it's a really amazing message, mm-hmm. especially for like at the beginning of the year. Yes, I think especially using books at the beginning of the year to help build your classroom community and how you um, want everyone to treat each other. Reading books that teach students about kindness and respect and being open and all those things are it's so important. We also want to talk about classroom libraries and why it's important to have a variety of books. A lot of people right now might be getting ready to teach for their first time and they're like, oh my gosh, what books do I get? I might not even know what I'm teaching. Where do I begin? Well, and I think it's really hard to like your first year teaching is just trying to get Mm -hmm. books when like even if you do know exactly what grade level you're teaching, they're just expensive. Like, yeah, even if you're at Goodwill, (laughs) they are expensive. 100%. It's it's a lot. It's an investment. Mm hmm. There's lots of things you can do to get books for cheap or for free. A lot of it is luck as well. I remember the summer before 
my first year i went to every single garage sale i could i also just like am someone who likes going to garage sales so it worked out for me i know some people are like would rather do anything else but seriously if you go to garage sales usually especially in suburbs where they have kids and stuff, a lot of people are just like, please take these books. Especially if you tell them you're a teacher. I was just about to say, I'm not joking. I think every single garage sale I went to, I ended up being like, yeah, I'm a teacher, you know? Because they're like, oh, you're a little young to buy books for kids, yada, yada. And I'm like, yeah, about to teach my first year. And they're like, oh my God, take them. Here, you want these too? And I was just given so many books. I also went to um king county library sales around me they usually have them in the summer like early june Mm -hmm. and things are usually super cheap one time it was like you could fill a bag for like a dollar or something so certain things like that or like reaching out your neighborhood like i told my mom hey mom can you tell the families in our neighborhood when you talk to them i would love to collect books and i've gotten so many books from people that i just know or my parents know or my brothers families know or whatever like my brother's friends know so like you just have to kind of like put it out there but it does sting because you do have to spend your own money but I think too it's important like you don't have to have it all at the beginning yes you don't need to have a completely full library yeah absolutely not like just have some that you know that they'll like and I think if nothing else, just having some of those few really powerful and important read-alouds that you can do. Because they do have a school library that they can go to Mm -hmm. and check out their books and do that. Being able to, like, have that time with them to read books to them, I think is so important. I would say, like, having a not-so-full classroom library, I think, is, like, actually so smart to start. Like, the more I think about it, the more I'm, like... I was so overwhelmed with all the books I had. I was so grateful for people giving me books, but at the beginning, I bought most of them. Like, I just bought so many. And I bought a lot that I've literally gotten rid of since then because they were way too young for what I was teaching Mm -hmm. or my kids just aren't into them or whatever. So I would say that's actually really cool to have just, like, a small library to start because they should have a school one to go to or a local one as well. And then, like, invest in your read-alouds or ask for help getting those read-aloud books and just get like one at a time every couple months if you can or whatever you can handle like but I think that's cool because even if you have a small classroom library you can have like a library wish list and like tell your students you know there's I'm not made of money there's no guarantee I'm going to just buy all these books that you write down on the wish list but how cool would that be if a student writes down a book that they want and then you are at Goodwill and you see it for a dollar and you're like, all right, perfect. And you buy it. They're going to feel so excited and they're going to be so much more likely to like be invested in the library if they feel like they have a say in it as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like my library is just so overwhelming. Like I didn't even know what they read or didn't read. Like there was just too many things. It is. It's a lot. I like to let my kids be in charge of the library. That is always their job. So yeah, I have like a basic organization for it, like by genre, but they have to be in charge of it and I think then they feel a little bit more responsible for it and so then it's like yeah I had a I had a couple students this year that really like helped whip my library into shape and they were so on it and like taught everyone else about where everything goes and helped me color coordinate every single book and everything it was amazing Mm -hmm. but they felt so invested in it as well because they were helping me like just after they would finish their assignments they would spend five minutes putting stickers on books for me and then I don't have to stay late every single day for weeks to sticker every single book yeah (laughs) having them help you is really cool and you don't have to have every single thing done before the first day of school either so my first year teaching I had my students organize my library and I made the mistake of just literally 
putting every book just on the ground, just like dumping them into piles and mm. having them sort them by genre. Hmm. And that's it. At first, I was like, this is going so well. That's and a then, strategy. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, this is not going well at all. They don't even know what genres are. Like, some of them were so good at it, but at the very start of third grade, a lot of them were like, what's a. What's nonfiction again? What's realistic again? Like, they just didn't know. And so it was, like, quite unhelpful. And their opinions were also different on where things should go, how they should be organized. It was just, like, a whole thing. I would say if you had a class of, like, 10 students, like, you could do that easily. (laughs) And you could get it done. But, like, class of 20-something, like, there's no way. So I would say don't do that. Give them a say as as in, like, how do you want me to organize them? Should we, like in your classroom, you just have them all lined up on the shelf like they are in most libraries. Right. For me, they're like in bins. So like you can ask them that. How do you guys want to organize it that way? Or, you know, or about the color coding, coding have them vote on colors or something like that. To have them have a say, right. but it doesn't need to be like they need to do the whole thing. <laughs> so don't learn from my mistakes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, you live and learn, right? Yeah. That's what... And my classroom now is in tip-top shape. <laughs> it's incredible. Except I did lose all the labels that I made, so I have oh, to make no. notes. But other than that, it's fine. Oh, geez. Now I know how I want them, so it's okay. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope you love this episode all about books. We hope you are reading this summer and reading what you want, reading something that brings you joy. Or listening to it. Or listening. We love an audiobook. I know. That's something I always have to tell parents at the beginning of the year. Yes. Audiobooks are just as important and Final valid. tip. Tell parents that their kids can listen to audiobooks. So we hope you are enjoying your summer. If you're on summer break, if you are getting ready to go back to school or already back at school, bless your heart. I hope it's going well. Check out our Instagram. We'll put some of our favorite books on there as well. It's Brie. Dot running late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peace and love. Pasta's fist.